1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne.
3: Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. Ellie, I'm so excited. We are in your garden. We are recording in person with the amazing Tova Lee. Hello, Tova.
0: Hello, hello. Well, thank you. I made an effort today. I put on makeup and actually got dressed for a change because I had somewhere to go. I I like that you looked down at your cleavage at that
3: point. (laughs) And I got my girls out. I was gonna say, (laughs) I
2: I would. That's all I can say. (laughs) Well, someone told
0: me the other day, they were like, Oh my god, I really love how brave you are that you just walk around without a bra and let it all hang down and I was like but I am wearing a bra <laughs> like, oh, what, oh. what does that even mean <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they
3: so oh, okay.
0: didn't come out
2: like
3: one though, did it? No. <laughs> Unfortunately. It was received in a different way. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh my god. Well you I look know. fabulous. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank and You've you. driven all the way from North London. I know. It's <laughs> like a different world here. Where are
2: we? <laughs> to South London, not Spain. You make it sound like all right, she's driven across a city. Do you know what I mean? I not drove Aberdeen a
0: tunnel, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay, that the Blackpool tunnel. Yes.
2: Oh. I'll tell you a story about the Blackpool tunnel that you'll really enjoy for your uh, drive home. Maybe I'll tell it tell after you drive right, it. Is yeah. it bad? It's a bad story, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I won't tell it to you. I don't told it to you, me. didn't I, Helen? Yeah, and now Yeah, it, it really to it's changed my life. Yeah. Um, oh,
3: no. <laughs> so, so let's ruin Tova's life as well, Ellie. Yeah, um, no. but if you, if
2: you do want to spend some more money on therapy, do let me know and I'll just oh, drop God. it for you. Okay. Um, now, obviously, Tova, we're big fans, but for the listener, perhaps a listener around, that we've got listeners in Vanuatu of all places. I don't know if you're very big there. No. We're obviously huge.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're huge everywhere, Ellie. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, who are you, Tova Lee? Oh, God. This is like the question i hate the most because i don't know how to answer it um oh yeah. christian you hate the most uh, yeah all a right let's try a different one. One. The yeah, yeah, the most yeah too. yeah, yeah. Uh, what um, is god oh god <laughs> okay I'll go, back to, I'll go back to the first question um oh god well i am um, i suppose a writer um performer uh practiced as a lawyer a million years ago in israel born in israel and came to the UK uh, after I went through a divorce and wanted to have a fresh start. And I do silly videos on the internet. uh, I have an agenda, uh, which is obviously women's rights and it's what I'm passionate about. Uh, and I wrote a book, um, Fucked at 40, which I'm so glad I can say the title of here because usually I have to make up a name. Uh, <laughs> what do you normally say? Fuffed at 40, effed at 40, fudged oh, at 40. Nobody like can that. find my book because nobody knows what it's called. <laughs> uh, the only thing I would suggest is if anybody does look for my book online, search it by my name and not by the title because unless you like, um, you know, older lady porn. exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell.
3: And it has it has a subtitle: "Life Beyond Suburbia, Monogamy, and Stretch Marks." Yeah, intriguing. I like that as. As a and was that hard to kind of because obviously fucked at forty can imply lots of things. it yeah. can bleed it can mean yes, literally all the cock, all bad <laughs> <whatever>. It's funny <laughs> that you thought of that first. I know. No, it's it's funny that that, that was yours. Yeah, uh, exactly right. But you know, it implies lots of things: midlife crises, yeah. all those sort of things. But yeah, mm-hmm. were you were you keen to have the sort of subtitle that sort of allured people into what what else was
0: contained in this book? I mean, what's funny is that it took us so long to come up with that tagline. There yeah. was like. So many words. It was like what words do we want? What words? So many conversation on it. I like it. I feel like it really is representative now. It's mm. accurate. Um and fucked at forty is a double meaning, you're right. Yeah. And people said to me when the book came out, why fucked? Like is that bad? Or you like, does life end after forty? And in my in my opinion, it was like, no, the complete opposite. It's mm. like fucked in the best possible <laughs> way. All the holes you know, that, all the time, aim, really.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a Disney movie. Fucked in the best possible way <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, where do we go from all the holes, Ellie? I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm listening to what you're saying, I, I don't actually pay attention to where we are in the running order. Um. Just thinking about what I'm going to do later tonight. Um, yeah, yes, exactly. amazing. But you, you started off what was about five, six years ago. When did your blogging sort of career start? Because that was mainly more
0: Facebook and, yeah. and website sort of stuff. I mean, it was 2015 and mm-hmm. I had absolutely no plans in blogging or doing any of what I'm doing now. I was, we, we have three girls. Uh, and second pregnancy was is a twin was a twin per- pregnancy so we had three kids in the space of two years basically shit the yeah and yeah it's like the end so <laughs> in 2015 the twins were two and i was really struggling like in the i mean you know struggling uh, couldn't i mean motherhood didn't come easy to me at all mm. not natural not like not what they you see in the you know in the magazines or anything like that and um it was, it was literally an outburst. I had to get it out because I didn't share what I was really feeling with anyone, not mm. even closest friends. So I one day, it was Boxing Day 2015, I just wrote a blog post, my first ever. I Googled, how do you start a blog?
1: <laughs> and found
0: WordPress and just hit send and came back that night to find that my first article, which was called, I love my kids, but sometimes I wish they would fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> has gone viral. um, And it really blew my mind because honestly, I didn't expect a reaction like that. I didn't expect women from everywhere in the world to just go, Oh, my God, thank you for saying that. That is mm. how I feel. I love them. But I just also hate them. Mm. And it's okay to say that. Oh, God. Uh, and then I thought, Oh, okay, I might write another blog post. And it literally went from there. And then I started following some American bloggers, and I saw them doing what they called vlogs, which was basically a blog, but in video. Yeah. And because of my uh, background in acting, and I I had also done some short films. So I knew how to edit and I knew my way around a camera. I thought, I'm going to try and do a video and see what happens. And my first video, I think, was called um, Annoying Things People Say to Parents or something along those lines. And I remember when it hit 100,000 views, we went out to celebrate because I was just so amazed that there were i c- i could reach that many people you know mm. um, and that's kind of how it all started and i was still working in an office 30 hours a week Amazing. um yeah. this and your was kids a were hobby so your kids were how old when you went the first the twins were two the twins were two and my eldest was 4 wow yeah. so how old are they now uh so the my eldest has just turned 10 yes i <laughs> don't believe i can't believe it has just happened and uh, the twins are going to be 8 in so June. do you do you still feel like that now no, not at all. And mm. I think my content has changed because of that. So traditionally, it was really about parenting and mm. that kind of phase where you're, you know, you're sleep deprived. It's and, all
3: consuming. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like and it's that, all
0: consuming. Yeah, yeah. And your relationship goes to shit, you know, and you're just like you're a walking zombie. For me, it was like the fog years. I don't I wasn't myself at all. Uh, but I do think they, they're like those. Uh, how do you say? Uh, um, points that things change major change when they started wiping their own butts i mean that was amazing and now that they can shower
2: i've actually tried i've actually trained mine to wipe my butt because (laughs) 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 they're gonna need it one day anyway exactly let's get it done now get it get it in now yeah totally yeah yeah Yeah. no that's what i was going to say because i remember when my kids were that age as well very little there's three years between mine and and I remember a lot of people saying to me, oh with older kids, oh it doesn't it doesn't really get easier. It just yeah. gets harder in different ways. Mm. There's just different challenges. Mm. And I at the time without even realizing it really I found that quite depressing. <laughs> quite like, oh really, I'm going to feel this shit forever. And I can't speak for everybody, but I will say that my experience has been that that is not the case. That it has gotten easier. Like you say yeah. when they can the- when they can do things like put themselves in the car and put the car the seatbelt on and yeah. you know fucking read like yeah
3: they can read shit yeah that gets is that is that true for you as well yeah then? absolutely and i you know and 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 as a single parent like the fact that you know they can take their plates to the sink or they can you know help in some way to keep the house going yeah. do a shit in a jiffy bag things I, like <laughs> that that's right but yeah that they shower themselves they get up in the morning they can make toast you know they i've taught them how to make um an espresso martini <laughs> the basics all oh, the things you know life skills to arse swiping
2: yeah. an espresso martini Absolutely. really if Absolutely. my children are visiting me in a home and I'm 90 and those are their skills I'm totally up for Absolutely it I'm, I'm, I'm ready I'm ready now but yeah
3: I, I find but also I really really enjoy their company they're not going to mm. run off in a museum I'm not I, I don't have that weird frontal lobe thing where I'm always thinking they're going to die yeah. you know like now I, I really enjoy their company and we, we start you know we're watching things like Parks and Recreation together and Modern Family and we're sharing jokes yeah you know mm. they're, they're becoming more human yeah in 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 this lovely
0: way and i yeah i I really enjoy their company but i think i don't want to depress you but i think we're at the sweet spot oh fucking golden years this is the sweet spot and then when they get into their teen i think we're gonna be fucked again like i don't want to you're right i've heard that a lot yeah this is the sweet spot enjoy it it (laughs) it i know i was with my friend on saturday
3: night and she was like oh the 17-year-old she was waiting to come home and then she'd had a chat with her 14-year-old about when she's going to have sex and then we we were upstairs. Half past four. Yeah. (laughs) got a rooftop balcony and then I was I was having a cheeky cigarette because I'm a slag and I saw like a dope some, like you know like a um, something to do with like a no, weed no go on a dope weed what did you see <laughs> come was, on you're down with the kids I know it was it was like he it, the teenager was like this is like a, a- like a dope crusher oh a like, grinder like, thank you Ellie yes. <laughs> I'm from Southeast East mate. anything you want to know just ask <laughs> Yeah, him, him and the mother were having this chat and he's like yeah you put the weed in there and the tobacco and you grind it all up together And that makes a really sweet joint. Yeah, like suddenly they're fucking baristas now. (laughs) (laughs) Seventeen-year-old weed baristas. Welcome to
2: Lewisham Uh, Yeah. So,
3: so that was kind of like interesting. I thought, God, I'm going to be talking about sex and drugs and 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 waiting up until one till they get home. At the moment, they feel safe, Mm, and I know where they are. And there's still there's still an innocence to them. Yes, totally. And then, yeah, and then I have. Chats to my daughter, and she's done it. Yeah, she's in year seven, so it's it's
0: we're getting there. We're yeah. getting to that zone because eleven is that age also where they. I mean, she just she has a, a phone, probably walking yeah. alone to school, that type of thing. So it's a massive change. We yeah. still have one more year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, is your home. daughter in like year six? Yes, she yeah. should go into year six, yeah. and then we have that year, and then it's off to the bigger school <gasps> and it's further away. <laughs> I know. To seat all the cakes over and forget about it, um,
1: but
3: yeah, no, it's. I, I think you're right, and and also like you were saying about your content changing. Yeah, like Ellie and I have noticed that in terms of what we want to write yes. for sketches and shows and what we feel really passionate about, and it has and it's focused. I know it sounds selfish, but. Back on us as yes. our experience of women in their forties, which feels like still very much underrepresented mm-hmm. content, mm-hmm. and it feels exciting to talk about it and be angry about it. Tova,
0: I can totally relate with that. Um, funny enough, you say about angry. Somebody told me once because I do these. Well, I, I don't know what to call them, but I, I, you know, my bathroom rants tend to. I was going to say, yeah, they're they sophisticated. My rant. bathroom <laughs> rants tend to be about women's issues, uh, mm. and somebody said to me, I used to do them, and I used to get really annoyed. And somebody said to me, you know, Tova, if you want to do an angry feminist rant you need to make sure you don't look like an angry feminist (gasps) (gasps) what (laughs) yeah but actually i thought that was good advice in a way and uh i don't know if you notice i've I've recently started doing my angry rants smiling
3: (laughs) i have have wearing wearing Uh, pink lipstick i said they're very beautifully lit
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'm only standing in front of a window i think um, natural light is the best light (laughs) interesting Um, but do you think
3: is that more palatable? Do you think?
0: I don't know. I to me to be honest, I want pe- more people to hear the message. Yeah, and if they focus on, uh, oh, she looks angry, and then yes. I've missed the point, haven't I? Is it easy? But uh, is it
2: easier to dismiss someone who's angry? Is it easier to kind of go, oh, she's out of control, she's lost it? I, but I don't have to you know what?
0: I I don't see it that way, and right. I do like. Uh, I I do like consuming content from people who are more passionate. So maybe replacing the word anger with passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I can understand why maybe for some other people that's a barrier. So it's a decision that I made to present it in a certain way so that it can get beyond that barrier. Potentially, mm. you know. I don't know if it's the right decision, but it's the decision that I'm sticking to at the moment. And yeah. it
3: might change. No, but, but but I I never feel like you compromise what you say. Like yeah, I I, I no. feel I feel like because well, I I watch all your things and um and and I always think no you're not there's nothing that you're hiding or you know you're not trying to make it more palatable in in your intention. So I think that's really yeah And yeah. Like, oh, So it's your it's your it's your um Instagram page and yeah. your content and you have to. <laughs> Big
2: heckled by helicopter That's, um, they're, they're, the police have heard it. <laughs> that patriarchy yeah I was just <laughs> they've heard there's three angry feminists <laughs> in this garden. they also heard us talking about grinders
3: <laughs> and ducks. And, uh, it's a SWAT
2: team just sweeping uh, in yeah. to uh,
3: take uh, the Israeli uh, <laughs> the Australian and Israeli in the South London yes. to sit
2: down get and these foreigners out to my country uh, I said that a bit loudly for the neighbours yeah, uh, okay. sorry I don't mean that very nice Romanian lady next door didn't mean that Um okay. anyway. you know,
0: sometimes it's not even about like the compromising I, I posted uh, I, I just shot a new video um, recently about sexism and mm. uh, when I shared it initially on Facebook uh, I shared it a link from my website doesn't matter, uh, and I wrote a little blurb, like a little caption, and I I shared a, a story of something that happened recently with very casual sexism example, and it, I agree, it was yeah. very casual, uh, but it provoked such a strong reaction because it was it, uh, it it was one of those examples that a lot of people could say, well, that wasn't sexism. Actually. What was it? That well, was what was the example? It does it doesn't matter. It was something that somebody said to me in a restaurant uh, when I I was paying the check. This waiter uh, said to my kid. Oh, it must be so nice for mommy to not have to cook for a change. Now, I I see that as not uh, – it was harmless. It was not offensive. I didn't take offense. I know that it was meant in the best intention and just being friendly. But it is casual sexism. I got a lot of, um, uh, you know, resistant from that. And people were focusing on that specific example to the point that Mike turned around to me and he said, look, the question is what do you want people to hear? Do you want them to watch the video? And listen to the 40 or 50 other examples (laughs) that you gave in the video. Or do you want them to focus on that one example? It's not compromising your beliefs. It's being smart. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's so true. And I re- and I deleted it. I made it about the video. I just went over, c- changed the caption. I was like, no, because I want people to click on the video. I want them to watch the video. Cause the video was actually about the connection between sexism and gender inequality. And that was the point, mm. <laughs> not the one example of this guy in the restaurant. Yeah. You because know. people get, yeah, it's like, Oh, not all men, not all women. Yeah. Like,
3: no, you're missing the point. The point. Yeah. you are missing the point. Yeah. yeah. And it, it gets very frustrating because I think people love to be contrary on the internet. They're like, yeah. Oh, or, or try and put you down or prove you wrong. But and just can, to be contrary,
2: I hear you and I, I totally see that, but I also feel like, but it is the overload to me. It's about, do we also, yes, of course we have to fight for the important things and the big things, but is it about educating people that it is the tiny things yeah. that you say in passing that you might the not trip, mean trip, to be trip. offensive that, mm. that build up over the years and, mm. and cause, cause offence?
0: So I think you're right. And that was a an, uh, question that I asked myself. And I, I think, like, I have for the first time addressed the topic of sexism in such a direct way. So it's about making a lot of changes. Also, behind the scenes, I checked myself and I realized that I have sexist beliefs because being a woman doesn't um, make you not sexist, you know. Oh, I saw you looking at my tits earlier. <laughs> No, but it can be even the language we use, even with our children, with our mates, like uh, lots of things that I never considered. Um, So I think... uh you know I'm making changes hopefully that will seep into all mo- the stuff that I put out there and then the little things hopefully will become ad- will be addressed just by action mm. rather than by having a video or you know it doesn't do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean yeah yeah mm. but uh, but it was a dilemma you know and I probably make more videos about the topic because there's so much to say about it yeah you know?
3: yeah and we have to keep saying it it's like it's like when people say oh well you know there's been a book published or a or a movement or a thing or a march and that that's very feminism done or that's racism sorted. Yeah. It's an ongoing conversation. And 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 you know I think that's really important that we keep having these discussions because it can get it can get forgotten very quickly mm. you know and they're like oh but you know he's old or they're like this or you know there's always an excuse to kind of pardon yeah. that kind of behaviour yeah and we're yeah. like no 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 and I know it, and it's uncomfortable I think this is a thing and and being Australian and you're you know not from here as well that there's this great uncomfortable and it doesn't sit well with. You know, confrontation, sadness, talking about all those hard things, and that's something that that is slightly changing within this cultural kind of framework in the UK. Is that like we have to be awkward, yeah, and we have to open things up.
0: It's also interesting to see because you know my community is very global. So there's uh, I have thirty uh, percent UK and then thirty percent mm. American. I love and that they, everyone
2: thinks you're American as well. That's
0: yeah, and then is <laughs> a massive problem. community in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah because of great. my uh, nailed it videos and yeah, somehow, yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was uh, it was uh, it was because people were hating on me for r- ripping off Celeste Barber, <laughs> so it actually brought me a lot of Australian followers. Interesting, weirdly. <laughs> um, so my point is there's a and there's a lot of Israelis. So. It, it, it is very interesting to see their reaction to the content from those different perspectives, even in terms of culture mm. and what's the norm, you know, mm. um, you're right in terms of, I have to always remind myself, uh, to try and not to talk too much with my hands because that can come across as quite aggressive, but it's, it's just a, a very Israeli thing to do, m- you know, a Mediterranean type of, of style of communication. Yeah. Um, And then again, you know, my American followers sometimes will talk about, well, I have a right to say my opinion, I have a right, it's very much about the sort of just being heard. Mm. There's a lot, it's very, very interesting, you know, but um, I try to just say what I want to say and then go... Yeah. try and be polite
2: but well, it doesn't then, work and how do you manage that personally because you know I watch your stuff and um, basically everything you say I agree with so it's very easy for me uh-huh. but um, I watch I see people disagree with you yeah. in quite strong terms and in very unreasonable ways and I get quite angry and it's not even my video do you have to separate like Tova Lee the activist from Tova the person or is it just you just take it on the chin or how does that work for you?
0: It's weird. There are days that it does not phase me at all. I think it really depends on where you are with yourself in that moment. So if cool. I, I thought you said with my
3: cycle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, maybe, maybe my cycle. <laughs> it has to do with my cycle. I'm probably not that in tune but maybe. Uh, but um, no it depends. Sometimes I really don't care. Mm. I really don't care uh, because I think well these are strangers. I don't know them they're having a bad day what they're how they're expressing their stuff now with the hate or whatever it is has nothing to do with me it has to do with them Mm. but then some days of course it's it's it affects you and i think if i'm very passionate about the topic it hurts me more so when i do my political i call them political but really they're not political it's about women so if it's rape culture or those type of topics that are very close to my heart and people miss it and they're abusive, it hurts me. But I have no issue with blocking people. I mean, I block people all the time and I don't care because why would I want that negativity in my life or even for other people to see on the comments? A lot of the times, by the way, the abuse isn't even directed at me. They go at each other. Mm. And I think as someone, you're probably used to it as well, you get feedback when you're in the public eye and you learn how to cope with it. But if you're an individual that just is getting massive Of abuse on a comment thread. I don't know what tools you have to be able to cope with that, you know, and that's not right. But I also can't play uh, comment police. Mm. And as you can imagine, there's loads of comments. You can't always see it. Sometimes people let me know they'll send me a screen that's grab nice. and say this yeah and they'll go yeah but they will and yeah. and I've monitor I have um, moderators and they just go and block Oh the, that's really the good. Yeah, that- you have to have that. Cuz how many followers have you got now on Facebook? So that that was where you sort of Yeah, hit. Facebook's the biggest platform cuz it was the first. So that I think yeah. it's 1.1. Um, yeah, so that's a lot yeah. of comments. million. And- yeah oh mate I know yeah. right nice yes. yeah you need a fucking moderator yeah that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's
3: that's great that's really good yeah it's helpful that, yeah
0: it also uh, I think it's important that somebody else reads that and it's not you yeah uh, because it can get to you of course it can yeah and people yes. are, people are Fucking cruel. They're really cruel. They're very personal.
3: Yeah and, yeah, and you kind of wonder what they actually get from that. But I don't understand because I don't leave nasty comments. Yeah, I say them in my head. Yeah. I mean, and that's the joy <laughs> of
2: Instagram. Going, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't write it Sometimes down. you WhatsApp them to me, yeah, and I, I WhatsApp you some back, and that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I screenshot everything and put it in the vault. Do you guys
0: get uh, some nasty
3: comments as well? Do, do you know what? We've been touch wood. We have been um Because you did that shark uh, post. That was, was that one I, I that I wouldn't provoked... even say we. That was all Ellie. It was right. absolutely
0: brilliant. Which was brilliant, yeah. Thank yeah. You. That got loads of shares. It was everywhere, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it
2: did right. So, So yeah, that was around the time of Sarah Everard's um, murder. And uh people were talking a lot about, oh, we shouldn't put paint all men with the same brush and, and that post that it was really trying to say, no, no, we're not. We're not trying to paint all men with the same brush, but we're saying there's a reason many of us are frightened to walk down yeah. a street alone. Something you know, lots of other people have done posts about we've all held our keys, right? And we've all been on the phone, we've all done what she did mm. and you know, all of that. So yeah, it, it was men and women um And shark sympathizers. And which th- that was the, <laughs> that's where no. it started. Just, oh my god, that's, that's, where, that's where it got three. That's, to that's me.
3: when we were texting each yeah. other back and forth. They're like going, Don't paint sharks in the same yes. you know, light as it. Look, when I when I <laughs> oh, when other, I posted I have a fucking day off. <laughs>
2: have a day off. I'm not this a fool. You. Oh. When I posted yeah. that, I knew there's gonna be some shit for this. And I accepted yeah. I expected some shit from men's rights activists and from women with unconscious bias and all of this shit, you know, fine, whatever. And I'm my, yeah, but then to get this and I'd said in the post, you know, there are four hundred kinds of shark, five hundred kinds, but only three of them attack people, but still it's scary if you're attacked by shark, blah blah blah. And yeah, all these like people started educating Pedants. me about shark conservation. <laughs> <laughs> so then I ended up doing another post with my uh, paddy diving scuba certificate, saying, "No, guys, I'm actually, I'm actually a qualified dive master, and I know quite I a lot that. about That's sharks." Brilliant. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and and that was kind of fun. And then after that, I just was
3: like, "I'm just going to disengage." Yeah, from uh, we this just let it run, and it's like, and, yeah. and you don't want to put any oxygen. Oh, yeah. And then there's no more sort of. I, I've I've had more abuse on my Helen wears a size eighteen. Post because um, women have said oh, i can 't believe you're wearing that. think of your daughter,
0: oh God,
3: and uh, yeah, I just found that really weird that they thought that would be a really attack at me, and I thought no my parents my parents my no my parents are really ashamed my pa- <laughs> My my children are really proud of what I do. And I explained, I said, you know, this is mummy, you know, showing her body. And, you know, I've got a different shape body to lots of the bodies that are used in fashion. And like I've, I've explained them and I show them my Instagram because I, you know, I think it's important I talk about that with them.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've I've had videos that were titled, I love my kids, especially when they're asleep. So you can't imagine the things that people have said to me oh my God. over yeah, the, the years right would be with regards that. to my children. Yeah. Wow. You know, like, I could write a book just about that. Uh, but um no, you know. Well, they don't. I. It does affect you. Like mm. it did affect me back then. You know, mm. I question myself. Am I? Am I a good parent for putting myself out there on the internet? I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't know. Do
2: you, think, Do you worry about your kids seeing a post like that one day and kind of going, "What
0: the fuck is this? What do you mean?" Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, they know what I do. They right. have seen a lot of my videos, uh, and they understand the concept of comedy they understand that comedy Sock has, has a, uh, an yes, irony, and they yeah. understand that there's a truth to it and you've taken it to an extreme to make it funny and 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 you know and it's all about the editing blah 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 you know they get that and they're part of it now um sometimes you know they do stuff with me so i hope they will understand that when they're older but mm. who is who who's to know like i don't know uh, and also, kids are very different. One might understand it; the other one might not. So I yeah. don't know. Mm. Uh, I know that I I question myself. I don't take it for granted. I, I there are many many things that I many lines that I haven't crossed when it comes to my kids, in terms of uh, their privacy. Uh, which some other people might think were not enough, but some other people have crossed further lines. It's a choice. Parenting Mm. is a choice, isn't it? You make choices all the time, you know? Yeah. And if there was one way of doing it, we'd all do it exactly the same. So, you know, I I hope hope for the best.
3: Yeah. And I I think that's quite a nice segue into your amazing book and what you talk about in your book. Because I think, obviously, you had to make some choices when you wrote Fucked at 40 about how much you wanted to say in terms of your story what you thought was benefit to the broader community but also you know thinking well this is all in print in perpetuity yeah you know and and at the moment like um you know your children are a bit younger so it's like you know they're going to read about your sex life and and your marriages and your thoughts and your i guess your vulnerability as well which we need more stories of and if why did you bring that up helen (laughs) Helen, Helen <laughs> why did you bring I mean, that it up? Sounds Talk like you've been thinking about
2: that <laughs> quite a lot, Helen.
3: Do, 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 expand on that point. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a book called Ooh. Get Divorced, Be Happy. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, we Board. didn't know you were doing a book.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, what's I it know. about? Where can it be found? <laughs> In all good bookshops and <clears> online. What's and the best chapter? Um, sex chapter Ellie no it's the one that I wrote it's Thank the you.
3: one that Ellie wrote actually <laughs> called Ellie's Bit um, anyway no, Ellie's is it. actually the best bit um, but yeah really I, I, I found that tricky yeah. because I just thought I don't know enough stories or I haven't seen enough stories about what I went through like yeah. coping with an affair getting back into sex in my 40s um, dealing with anger betrayal all those sort of things and I thought and I wrote it within the first year of getting divorced so I was really raw and angry and broken. And also when I have read books about divorce and that time, it's always like five years afterwards. Yeah. And and like childbirth, you feel very the pain has dulled. Yeah. The pain has dulled. So I wanted to write a book when I was like Really fucking angry. Anyway, back to you, Tober, and your amazing book, which is now available in paperback since March this year. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, affected. Well, you know, I I I was thinking of writing a book for the past few years, and we've always these conversations came up. It was always, um, "Oh, why don't you write a parenting book or a how to do book?" And I was like, "Oh, it's been done. It's been done." And also, it's not what I want to talk about. Like, I really didn't feel like I had anything. To say that would add something to the world rather than just add to the noise, Mm. Uh, and then in my forties I went through what I call my midlife crisis or my mom life crisis, Mm. um, which was after I had my little health scare and which ended up being nothing, but it really did start something. It started. This uh, was
3: a cancer scare. uh, Yeah, it it
0: was, but it ended up being okay. Uh, But it sort of gave me a a a kick up the ass, really, that I needed because I wasn't I wasn't in a good place personally. So parenting was easier. you know, our relationship, me and Mike, were was better because we had those few years where you're just like, you're just shouting orders at each other. You, you do know? It. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, twice. Twice. exactly. It. clean
2: it, clean it, clean it. I'm
3: more
0: tired. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spillage
0: and oil fall. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so we were beyond that stage of <laughs> the relationship. Um And I just didn't know who I was. I just mm. really didn't know who I was anymore. Yeah. I was just um, the mom, a mom, mom. Uh, and everywhere I looked, it was like the mom car and the mom hair and the mom. And it's like, oh, moms don't behave that way. You yeah. know, I saw a post of this g- gorgeous woman, you know, in her lingerie on face on Instagram. And people were slagging her off like, how are you a mother? What will your kids think? All of that. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, is my identity only mom now? And I love being a mother. It has nothing to do with my love for my children or for my role as a mother. But I'm more than just a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like the beginning of the mom life crisis. So I decided to do the bucket list. And that's all in the book. I went and just did a million things, you know, from bungee jumping to trekking in Nepal with my brother and doing the Everest base camp trek. And I did, uh, you know, a, f- a nude photo shoot, and I took a pole dancing. And I just really explored all those bits of myself that I felt I lost from sense of adventure mm-hmm. to sexuality to you just, tried heroin, kill yeah, the man exactly, to, <laughs> all know, a uh, to, to just moving my body. <laughs> She ate her own chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Next bucket list, maybe fucked at fifty. <laughs> Blue fifty men in a day. No, but we did go.
2: <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Forty-eight. We did go to a nude spa as well. Like I just did lots of things that I that pushed me, like pushed mm. my boundaries. Um and then after that, I felt like and obviously I, I shot shot a lot of it and I did that series who that went later on Amazon Prime and I, after that I felt like okay I have a book now like I, I have a story to tell and I did feel it was a story that wasn't told enough mm, I, yeah. I do feel like women after a certain age are sort of expected to disappear in the shadows you know yeah. and sort of like you and your vagina yes, need to go away shrivel yeah. up and just yeah, vanish yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wanted to tell a different story you know I think it's it's becoming more now you mm. know 40s is like the new whatever um, yeah and, and I think I think it's it's convenient for society to
3: retire you at 40 yeah because they don't want to know that you've got a sex drive, they don't want to know that you've got ambition they want you to have had your children and then just yeah, as you say, just gently gently fade away and support your husband, which yes. is the sort of the norm core you know do they though like who 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 do we mean when we say society No, we would like i think I think well that's traditional, I think that's changing though hmm. like I, I think of that of my mum's generation like they you know, they weren't going off and having a week's holiday in Ibiza. Um, Well, my mum certainly wasn't. And that, you know, your duty was bound to making the children nice and supporting husbands and things like that. So, but I think that, yeah, that's definitely, you're right, Ellie, that's definitely changing. Whereas my mother has shown me photographs of her and my father on a beach in Ibiza in 1979
2: that make me very upset. (laughs) And They say, "Look, there's you in your sundress. You wouldn't take it off. You sat in the shade." I was like, "I was a three-year-old English child. What did you expect me to do?" I remember when my mom
0: told me—I can't remember how old I was—but I, I, I heard the word menopause for the first time, and I asked her what it was, and she just, just casually said, "That's when you're, you're, you, you're old." Oh wow! Yeah, and wow. I think that. Hopefully Mm. is what's changing. Yeah, Uh, You know, I've talked to a lot of women now in their 50s who have been, uh, you you know, through menopause. And, you know, of course, it comes with a whole bag of other things. But Mm. actually, a lot of them talked about uh, liberation, like Mm. feeling liberated. You know, it's, uh, you know, when you think about once upon a time, women possibly didn't even live beyond yeah, the menopause absolutely. years. You yeah. know? But that's changed, yeah. you know, with life um, expectancy becoming much uh, further than that. And I think a lot of women are doing amazing things in their 50s and 60s and their 70s. Yeah, you know? there's a real um,
3: energy about that. It's yeah. really exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, in the last two weeks, I've had two nights where I've woken up
3: so hot really. that I thought that I was exploding. Like last night, yeah. I had to like take the, like I, I felt like a, an inner furnace. I was yeah. like, fuck me. And I've, we've joked about me having early menopause.
1: <laughs> and now it's fucking happening. It's But anathema. it's not early,
0: it's perimenopause. And, yeah. and uh, I'm over 42. forty, yeah.
3: totally the right time.
0: And I was like, oh, <laughs> I know. I was like,
3: and it was it was slightly confronting because I yeah. keep thinking, you know, as soon as you get a fever, you're like, fuck, I've got corona. But it was just <laughs> in the middle of the night, it was these night sweats, and I was like, No, it's happening. Yeah. Even though I'm fucking twenty nine year olds, I'm getting many and <laughs> doesn't it doesn't preclude me it's from It's like a reverse puberty when yeah, you think it's about bad. it. I've got know?
2: I've got peri perimenopause. <laughs> Every time I eat a Nando's of extra hot sauce, I'm actually sweating buckets. (laughs) But Tova, so we have a lot of guests on the podcast who've done a book.
0: Two for one with you, Toby Lee. You've done two books for the price of one. Tell us about your new book. So the new book is coming out in September. It's called uh, You Did What? And it's a collection of uh, confessions and outrageous stories from all over the world. Because uh, I've been doing confessions on Facebook uh, for five years now uh, with my pajama party and confessions, which you guys were guests Indeed. on. Indeed. Uh, uh, exactly. Yes. And
3: very happily. Yes, And yeah. I just
0: thought... I think what I love about confessions, apart from the fact that they're hilarious uh, and some of them are dark as well, but most, a lot of them are funny, is that they give people a sense of uh, again liberation and feeling less alone. There's so many confessions that have been shared over the year, this, over the years that people have gone, "Ooh, this is my biggest secret," or "Ooh, this is the thing I'm so most embarrassed about," and then you get all these people in the comments going, "Oh my god, oh, I've done the same," or oh, "I know somebody who's had the same experience," and yeah. it just makes everybody feel a bit better about themselves. And I thought that's a good premise for a book. Mm. Uh, So to take funny stories, but the reason we want to put them together is for everybody who's got the secret and might read it in a book and go oh it's not just me there's somebody else in the world that's had that uh so i wrote uh, a lot of the sections in the book my own stories and we it's kind of like in different sections as parenting confessions sex and relationship confessions revenge stories which oh, are always no. awesome. Good. awesome yeah yeah bodily yeah. fluids <laughs> a lot of those
3: um I'm, yeah I'm, and it's coming I'm, out in I'm september in. um and i was i wanted to get back to you and i don't About monogamy, because I think that's something we haven't actually talked about on the podcast before. And obviously, that's something that I know you've said that that was a thing that people really honed in on when you wrote the book. Because it is. And, you know, um, I was divorced um, over a year ago and my husband had an affair. And, you know, I was I was so staunch monogamy is the only way like, and my, my dad's a vicar. My parents have been together for 57 years and the the thought that that you would ever have anything non-monogamous almost hurt. Like I I was afraid of it. My sister had a husband that cheated on her. Um, And now that I've become single and I talk to men all the time who I date and some are polyamorous and some are in open relationships, they say. Um, And and I've I've really changed my outlook on it, and about wants and desires, and what works, and what people can cope with in emotionally and sexually, and all that sort of stuff. And was that something you really wanted to speak about openly? Because that's quite a brave thing yeah. to sort of talk about. Because it is such, and especially when there's a large proportion of the you know society that's really fucking hardcore Christian and yeah. religious overly that that is such a sanctimonious thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, to be honest, it wasn't like I, I had the uh, an urge to sort of share something so private or just to even talk about the topic from a personal point of view. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there would be a benefit in someone like me talking about it yeah, uh, for the sake of people who are wondering or are interested or even are living that way a non-monogamous in non-monogamous relationships but doing it in secret because they have a lot of shame or they yeah. feel like it's wrong. And when I say somebody like me, I think uh you know coming from a uh like a mom that lives in the suburbs and drives the minivan and has the lovely husband and the great kids and the three shih tzus. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of don't expect it. Yeah. And that's what makes it more relatable, which is yeah. the word I've come to hate so much. Yeah. Uh but that's why I opened that door, and it was a door that I opened uh, with with uh, restriction, because, like I said, I, I I didn't feel the need to invite anybody into my personal business, mm-hmm. but I wanted to talk about monogamy as an idea. Like you, I had lived forty years not even considering other options for relationships because i was born in a society where monogamy is the norm Mm -hmm. and i didn't even know what other options existed like i just didn't know and i think in the journey of the 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 you know the fucked at 40 and the midlife crisis a lot of doors open to me like i i met a lot of very interesting people we went to a sex party with killing kittens which you haven't oh yes, you, know, it, you haven't done that. yet you have no, got I, to I, do I, i'm really yeah. up for it so like i yeah. i was introduced to a lot of things that i just hadn't been introduced to before and and when i did the tour i spoke to um uh jess o'reilly who's a sex a sexologist and she is in an open relationship talks about it a lot uh we've had her on the podcast she's amazing and uh I, it just opened my mind. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, how did I just for 40, 40 years, like, not even know. Like, not even know. Yeah. And this – I'm not an advocate for any type of relationship one over the other. Like, you know, even in open relationships, there are so many different ones. You mm. know, just to call it open relationship is very generic. You know, There's, uh, different people make, live in different ways, right? Yeah. Uh, but my point was – just to question it, like mm. at least to just question it and then go, right, I prefer monogamy. That's right for me. That's how I want to live my life. Super, like yeah. super. But at least to ask that question. And it came from that type of place. Uh, so there was that. And then, of course, there was the awakening of the sexuality. Because yeah. I think for a lot of women, uh, we experience that in our 40s and we don't even know how to handle it because mm. midlife crisis. Um, honestly, I Googled it. I say this in my show, but I Googled midlife crisis. men. you get all the symptoms, right? The se- fucking the secretary. Yeah. You know, the, the hair trop. plugs, the car. And yeah. I Googled midlife crisis for women and I got a recipe for canoa salad. <laughs> Like, you literally don't get anything. Right. I was like, but where are those women in their 40s wanting to fuck the 20? Well, maybe year you old should old. think about
2: where you put that canoe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very
3: exfoliating internally. I find. Oh well, my god, there might be somebody actually trying. Uh, to, oh god, don't do not that put home. canola no, salad don't in, put your, no, in your vagina. No, your no. Farker, twenty nine
2: year old. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I canola on is the end of his penis. First. But nobody says
3: that. No.
0: You know, maybe now, hopefully, people are starting to say it a bit more. Like, it's great that you you've written your book and you're talking about it so openly because, mm. yes, you know, there is that uh, hormones change when you're around forties. You get that rush of. Uh, testosterone, and you do get that like feeling that you maybe didn't have in your 30s yes. when you were breastfeeding and the babies were all over you and touching you and wiping their snot over you. I, I, I didn't feel very sexual in those mm. years, you know, and I did feel an awakening. I was like, why do I need to hide that? Like, I don't understand why I need to hide it. I'm very lucky. Um, because I have an amazing husband who is very happy to have those conversations with me, and the number one, is. yeah, <laughs> and the number one question that I get on that topic, by the way, from women, because men want to know the horrible, de- like the CD yeah, yeah. how, how, how do you yeah. get to fuck a young man on Tinder? Yeah, all of that. But yeah. women want to know. How did you start the conversation? I think that's the How did you get one. to the point that you were able to be so honest with your husband? Because I feel the same. I'm not saying I want to do it, but I'd like to just talk about it, maybe even just explore it a little bit, maybe even do something together with him that's out of the norm. Can we go to a swingers party? Can we maybe just go to a sex party and watch? Like Just to yes. have something, but I just don't know how to say it because mm. what I'm saying is I want it. And that's what was different yeah. because people are almost like they're very happy to believe that men would instigate something like that because there's a there's a stigma that all men want to fuck anything they see moving. Right. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. know. You see, like, I don't know if that is true or if that's a gender stereotype. Mm. I think It's a lo- true I think- of some men. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. Have yeah. Discovered. But it's probably true of some women as well. Yes. I think people are less likely to believe it about women. And then when mm. a woman does say it, uh, usually there's a lot of name calling. After Mm -hmm. that, when a man Mm -hmm. says it, you kind of go, well, you know, it's a man, boys are boys, and this is what men do. But when a woman says it, she's, you know, a whore or whatever it is that she is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's the conversation I wanted to have, you know. Um, And I I do, you know, it's funny because with the uh, Mom Life Crisis, we wanted to make it into a, we wanted to do it, to make it into a second series whereby I go out and actually take other women on their own kind of midlife crisis uh go on to explore whatever it is they wanted to explore and the feedback i kept getting was it's not extreme enough it's not extreme enough people wanted something more extreme um and i i think that's the extreme they were talking about mm-hmm. you know uh, but for me it was that you know we talked about like those lines like that I didn't want to cross so those were the lines I didn't want people to know my personal business but I was very happy to have the conversation about it yeah more broadly yeah
2: I mean I've I've never been to a sex party I would go but what bothers me is the food do they do they put a spread on so to speak is is there a finger buffet Yeah. What's, what's going on? <laughs> oh,
0: my
3: God. I, yeah, I'm really intrigued.
2: There were
0: hors d'oeuvres. I just want to Oh, au-der- There were hors d'oeuvres? Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. A mousse Oysters,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oysters of course, yeah. Chelsea. Oh, I'd, of course, yes. I'd settle for a nice and spicy knick-knack. That would yeah, get me horny. Very nice.
0: No, you should totally check it out. And I met uh, the founder of Killing Kittens, and she's a very interesting woman that, mm. um, you know... So Killing Kittens is for anyone is, is sex parties. Yes, yeah, for, for women. women. Yeah. But, and you need to be invited. Is is no, is so what I... What I liked about it is was the whole concept about what they do is that it's with it's led by women mm-hmm. so women can come to the party and only women can invite men yeah so you as a single guy can't just show up you have to come with a woman so that the ratio is always like even and also at the party itself you're not allowed to actually approach the women women have to approach you so it's very kind of female led yeah uh which i which i liked mm-hmm. um cheese and pineapple on a stick yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just fun. I mean, honestly, I think people take life way too seriously.
3: Yeah. You know? I, th- I think that's, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting because I know friends who have divorced who haven't had any sex because they're like, oh, I don't know about my body. And I don't know about, you know, do I have to shave my thing? And, you know, there's so many uh, hang ups and anxieties about who they are and what they want that they've, they've um, blocked that part of yeah. themselves away. Yeah. And and I made a decision when I started having sex again that I would just see what it was like to not care. And I thought, I'm not going to lose any weight. I'm not going to change myself radically. Let's see who wants to fuck me and let's see who I want to fuck.
0: Oh, I want to fuck.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. And, and, um, and I just decided, like, when I'm having sex, I'm not going to apologise. Yeah. And let's just see how that goes. And it's great. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's really great, because I, I had sex with a twenty-nine-year-old a couple of days ago, and we had really open. He was like, "No, you're really sexy." And he said, "So many women I've had sex with, he said, will wear a t-shirt and cover themselves up, and mm. you know, and they'll hide." And he said, "He said, you're really you're sexy, Helen, because of many things, but you're confident and and you're beautiful." And then we had these discussions about um, online dating, which I found really kind of liberating. And he said a lot of women say you need to be at least eight inches and I want this and I want that and, and I didn't tall you know, or yeah, no. But, 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 <laughs> I think that's not unreasonable. I just thought it was really interesting because I naturally, you know, side on women. And he said, no, some women can be really aggressive about what. And and he said, you know, women will say this is what you like, and you go, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. Don't do yeah. that to me. And so we we were having a really wow. It was interesting coming from forty two year old and his him and twenty nine year old about consent and pleasure and what we wanted. And and God, I thought I thought. Who who am I? Like, who was I 14 months ago married to? Someone I'd been with 22 years and now I'm having a really young man in my bed and having a really – and he was polyamorous and, like, it was really – it was really great and I didn't feel ashamed or prudish or
0: shy about it and mm. it was really kind of exciting. I think a lot of uh, – because I think a lot of sex – is performative when you're yeah. young. Yes, it is. You yeah, know? yeah, like sex in my 20s was all about, like, performing. Yeah, yeah. Perform sex, ta-da! Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I used to do a ping-pong trick. <laughs> pick pick uh, but it's what, playing sex? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to maybe mimic something you've seen in a movie or how it's portrayed in, you know, in, in yeah. somewhere else, but not in real life. And I think it's, it's taking control over the narrative and just having sex for your benefit, rather yeah. than having to put on a show for anybody else, and uh, yeah, yeah, and that's great. Mm. Good for you. Thanks. I love well time. done very on very the old
2: sex. Thank Anna. you very
0: much.
2: We're all, as <laughs> it were, rooting <reaching> for you. <laughs> well, uh,
3: well, uh, lovely uh, times. My mom if you're listening, you, my mum likes it's to make Yeah, listen to this, you. Yeah. Yeah. My to this podcast honest. while she's ironing. Um, poor darling. Anyway, love you. <laughs>
1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, there we go. Um,
2: so, I mean, we're covered. <laughs> We've covered all the holes. Yeah. What? We've covered We've all the... We've come to the climax, so to speak. Topics, yes. Now, uh, yes, we know you like a confession, Tova, and we love a confession. Uh, we'd like to end the end this show with a Scummy Mummy confession, as always. Uh, what's, do, you, do you have one for us? I feel like I've shared all my confessions. There's nothing else to you, say.
0: yeah. Yeah, I really have. I'm trying to think, what else can you I could, say? Well, you could
2: give us a <laughs> highlight from your book and then it would be like a promo. Yeah, oh, my God, I can't, I can't,
0: I can't you know, you just walk
3: out, you're like... Blackout, I don't have any. I, re- I really, really painful bikini wax the other day. I, do, you, do you get yours? What, what's your stance on a hairy I'm, foof? You, no, you I'm pro. I'm, I'm like, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm all bush. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, back bush. I know. I I had a full, full one done the other day, wow. and oh, it was really painful. I can't. I can't
0: stand that. Oh, mm. I can't. I, it's too painful. I just it was. Yeah. It was
3: really painful. And then I went to my friend's house afterwards, and um, we were outside doing a fart, and my fart went. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah." And I said, "Yeah, I had just I had just had my arsehole wax." She said, oh, "I remember. Like, your fart sound really different." And it was just like oh. going like a whoopee cushion
2: yeah yeah oh. how <laughs> wait that but how hairy know. was it before yeah. <laughs> like was it like oh, yeah, I was like, it like a scourer mm.
3: with, yeah yeah Ooh. yeah. I, I'm, I'm Wild quite hairy wall. hairy hairy in the nether in region naturally yes mm. the hairier hairier, yeah. hairier lady um, yeah the, I think it was the second time I had sex I had sex with this really lovely man he's an artist and um, and he looked down at me and he went, "Oh, I love a hairy woman." <laughs> I was like, "I've <laughs> meet, neaten the edges. I've neaten the edges. Oh my God. It's just the triangle." <laughs> so funny, but yeah, it was just like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like a balloon <laughs> going off into the um.
2: See, I think mine sound like that anyway. My, maybe I don't, I don't need I don't it. Think, I don't think you're very hairy, no. Maybe, and I'll get Pete to have a look later. Yeah, go on. He does. Nice. He does. Quite <laughs> and I will make a noise exactly the, like the one you've described, and he'll go, did that actually come out of you? Did that <laughs> come out of your arsehole? And I'll go, yes, darling, it did, and now I should be proud of that. Yeah, and going, That's yeah. right. It's yeah. <laughs> you're very, very light, light of hair. Yes, <laughs> A naturally <laughs> bald asshole, darling, that's oh, what that is. Oh, so lovely. Nice.
0: Uh, Tova, how hairy is your asshole? I don't know, but my farts don't sound like.
2: This. <laughs> it's very <laughs> eerie. Well, I mean, there we are. <laughs> that's <it>. deep. <laughs> you know, t- Tippity like it's like dark bomb, down bomb, there. Bomb, 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 bomb. I mean, I don't think there's anywhere to go from there, lads. <laughs> I think that's, that's
3: confessions o'clock right there. Boom,
2: done, done. <laughs> done. Totally
3: does a deep fart. Toby. <laughs>
2: that's it oh, uh, Tova what are your two books called
0: uh, so Fucked at 40 um, and it's available on paperback right now with an extra chapter about lockdown and You Did What which is coming out in September but you can already pre-order it
3: excellent great oh. excellent and where can people find you um, well social media I guess Instagram yeah. Facebook North London <laughs> <laughs> exactly the waxing sun <laughs>
2: none of the waxing sound uh, yes uh, yeah lovely stuff excellent well oh. thank you
3: for listening everyone and thank you Tova for coming all the way to South London thank yes. you for having me we're doing gigs we're at um festivals we're but just go to scummymummies.com and buy our merchandise from scummymummiesshop.com yes exactly don't ask why they're not the same thing I can't be
2: bothered to explain it no, it's just all stupid. right all right good <laughs> um, thank you so much everyone for listening and thank you again Tova all the way from North London ladies and <laughs> gentlemen Tova Lee <laughs> Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye Oh, it's so nice to have you before genuinely, thanks for coming all this way to South East sure. London. No,
0: yeah. I love it. I'm, i was I was just saying it was such a great uh, reason to get out of the house today for a change. Oh, good. You know, and you sure you
3: don't want any alcohol now that you're driving? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I <I'm> don't <really laughs> <more>. Good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> let's not, good. let's not facilitate good. drunk driving on today's podcast. <laughs>